Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Steven, and this is the Storytime Channel. We've got some malicious compliance stories, so let's jump right into our first story of the day by Unicorn Space Station. I am not going to lie to my beloved co-workers for you, manager. Do you want to know how I got these numbers? So I decided to share another story from my tech support call center days. Info. We worked with a program that was connected to our CRM that was guiding us step by step on what to ask a customer and what troubleshooting steps to take. It is a really smart and good program, but it is just that. Program. There were a few cases where it would not help at all or provided a wrong solution, and plenty more cases where experienced agents could identify and fix the issue much faster and sometimes even without taking some steps that would severely affect the customer. The issue was that the company did not see it that way and we were required to follow the flow exactly. Every agent had to work outside of it from time to time. Managers still did not like it. But I was part of a group of friends that very much enjoyed the technical side of the job and was notorious for having low compliance to this rule, but we had very good results to show for it so they mostly let us be. Now to the story. I just came to my shifts and was getting my computer ready when my manager came to me. Hey OP, the final results came in and you are number one on the team. On today's huddle, I'm gonna call you to the front, even though I said in a survey that was done no longer than a few months prior that I like to be recognized for my numbers in private, not in a group setting, and ask you how do you manage to get these good numbers and I want you to help out the team and tell them it's because you follow the flow. But that's not true, you know that. I can't say that. Sure you can, they will listen to you and it'll help our compliance. I'm not gonna lie to them, please don't call me to the front. This is where our conversation ended and we headed to the couch area to have a 15 minute morning huddle and 5 minutes into it, I'm being called to the front with some awkward forced clapping. Now he is indeed asking me, how did I reach such good numbers? With his slimy eyes looking at me and his bald head nodding like he was assuring me, you can become the sleazy office rat like I did. Well, I was super mad at this point as he was forcing me in a really uncomfortable situation and thought in my head, do you want to know how I got these numbers? Sure. Well, it would definitely had to be the fact that I learned to cooperate with our awesome program and use it as my guide during the calls while keeping in mind it's just a program and keeping an eye open for a better solution for the customer than the program can provide. This way I was able to significantly reduce my technician dispatch rate and my average handling time since I can often find a solution sooner. I wanted to keep talking but after this sentence he kinda roughly interrupted me and thanked me while trying to somehow turn what I said in his favor but I cannot honestly remember the rest of what was told. I loathe public speaking and am a shy person and just the sentence in front of around 15 people made me sweaty as heck. I just remember a few guys holding back laughter. The manager came to me right after the huddle and was disappointed that I betrayed his trust and what do I have to say for the reason I did it? And I just replied with, I warned you beforehand and quickly took an incoming call just so he could not talk to me. I later received a few messages from him about how he is disappointed and how he thought I wanted to also be a manager one day. But at that stage in the company, I knew it's not going to be my long-term career, so whatever. 
100% I'm with OP on this one. It's kind of funny because I'm always here reading these stories, but I hate public speaking. So being forced to not only publicly speak in front of all these co-workers, but having to lie too, that wouldn't be something that I'd be able to do very well, or at least very comfortably at all. It would stress me way out. What about you guys? Does the thought of public speaking even between 15 people or more seem like something that would stress you out heavily? Let me know in the comments down below. This next story is by Rotting Raven. Karen's lie gets backfired. Restaurant story. So I had a job at the same fast food restaurant off and on for a total of five years. And in these years, I have witnessed so many entitled parents and kids and malicious compliance stories that I can write a book about it. I will start with this one. Some backstory. I started my job the same moment the restaurant was set up, so in these years, I got to know a lot about the company itself and knew most of the locations. I also knew that our restaurant was the most north restaurant in the country, and the province next to us, let's call it Province L, had no restaurant within the franchise. Not every employee knew this, but I did. I also knew that when we had new products that needed to get tested by the community, this would be at restaurants in the capital of the country, capital restaurants. And my province and province L were nowhere near these restaurants. Because of my experience and bond I had with employees and customers, the managers knew that I did not need help with crazy customers only when I called them. Onto the story. There was a new vegetarian option tested only in the capital restaurants. Not every customer knew this, so when they asked for the product, I explained that we were not a part of the test group. I always got a good response to this, until this happened. On a not-so-busy night, a young Karen walked in and bolts for my cash register. The conversation went something like this. Me with a polite tone. Welcome to Name Restaurant. How can I help? I want your vegetarian option now. Sorry, miss. Only the Capital Restaurants belong to the test group. Sadly, we don't serve this option yet. Karen screaming, You are lying. I had it yesterday at Province L and they told me it was served everywhere so I want it. And since the customer is always right, you need to serve me what I ask. And that's where I placed my trap card. We cashiers get yelled at a lot, but since I knew she was lying or mistaking us for another restaurant and yelling, I decided to play along. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was confused with another product. I haven't had the sandwich yet. Is it any good? I really liked it and I'm happy that you finally have a vegan option for the sandwiches. We already had that. I see, there is only one problem. You see, I know for a fact that Province L doesn't serve any of these sandwiches. Even better, none of our restaurants are in Province L. Karen's face became red, but not from shame. Oh no, from anger. Don't have that tone with me, I'm gonna speak to your manager. So I called my manager. Trap card activated. You see, I knew that my manager was in the kitchen out of a few from customers, and I knew that when Karen started screaming for the first time, my manager would listen in. Manager with a large grin. What seems to be the problem? Your employee has an attitude. I want a discount. I say Karen wanted to order the vegan option that she ordered at our restaurant at Province L. Manager grabbed his phone and showed Karen the list with all the restaurants and all the provinces. And what a surprise, Province L was not on there. Manager says, you see it might be the case that you've mistaken us for another franchise. In that case, I would not do anything. But since you started to yell at my employee, I would ask you to get the heck out of my restaurant. Or do you want me to call security? 
Karen's face was priceless. With both anger and convulsion, she stormed off. But not before I told her to have a nice day. That is a good manager right there. It's always nice to hear these stories where managers don't throw employees under the bus, but a lot of times you get into that mindset where the customer's always right and sometimes managers just aren't good in general, but this one definitely seems like a quality person to work for. This next story is by Vinterbot. You want hot sauce? Fine by me. Back in 2011, I used to work at a hot dog and burger joint on the graveyard shift. It was a chill job from midnight to 6, but after 6, we'd have a lot of drunk and disorderly upper class living off their dad's richest type come in for a quick snack after the nightclub's close. Most of the nights were fine, as most of the customers were on the chill side of drunk at that hour. This one time, just after closing, three guys and a girl want to come in, but we've had closed entry already. I explain this to the quartet of jerks and of course they want in no matter what. I'm literally forced to guard the door while my coworker takes care of the last orders. 15 minutes have passed and they won't leave. I'm starting to get angry because they've been badgering me this entire time, calling me names and whatnot. Anyway, I put my foot down and loudly and clearly explain that they're not going to get anything and to go away or I'd call the cops. Cue one of the guys sucker punching me while the two others and girls start stealing things from the outside eating area and running to their car. I didn't have my phone with me so I sound the alarm of the store which automatically calls the cops. By the time cops showed up they were long gone. The next day I'm working the same shift and just after midnight this guy shows up. Apparently he'd been at the store when the incident happened. Since he's a piece of crap he starts mocking me about it how I got punched and had to call the cops, how my work clothes were crap and some other garbage. I'm not phased by idiots like this anymore, so I don't respond with the aggression. He then commits a grave mistake, orders a hot dog with hot sauce. I could only smile. I get a hot dog and start pouring so much hot sauce on that. I give it to him with a smile. He takes a bite instantly realizes his mistake as his face is turning so red you'd think he's ready to abolish democracy. Now keep in mind this isn't a franchise store. He can't complain to a manager or write up a complaint at HQ, nor ask me to remake it because it's not to his liking. He did ask for a glass of water, which I of course denied as stores aren't mandated to, and he was a big time jerk. I offered the alternatives, pay for a soda or go drink tap water out of the bathroom sink. He threw the hot dog in the garbage and rushed off to the bathroom. Bathroom is outside the store, like a gas station bathroom, so I didn't see him when he left. One of my proudest hot dogs, how dumb can you be? To go up to somebody, blatantly make fun of them, blatantly try to piss them off, and then order food from them. How are you going to make fun and bully the person that's preparing your food? This guy was dumb from the get-go. This next story was written by a Bytes, spell out all the acronyms. So I'm working with a colleague on this report on business trends and my colleague commented that I have a lot of acronyms for Asia in the report and that I should spell out all acronyms even though at the beginning I did specify them. Example being Asia Pacific, APAC. I did a search and replaced all the APAC to Asia Pacific, APJ to Asia Pacific in Japan, 
ASEAN to Association of Southeast Asian Nations and didn't just stop at these. I also changed US to United States of America, UK to United Kingdom, UAE to United Arab Emirates, ANZ to Australia and New Zealand, and more. This substantially increased the number of pages to the report and our boss asked aloud at our call today, Why can't we just use known acronyms for these countries and regions instead of spelling out everything and making the report so long? I told boss that I've done the base work, research and data collation to put together the report so my colleague will amend everything accordingly for submission in the morning. He just emailed me to tell me that there's no way he can finish amending them because he doesn't know how to use the replace function and wants me to help. Sorry mate, it's near midnight, I'm pretending I didn't see that email. I feel like whatever software you normally use on the computer, the search and replace function is one of the most quickly picked up features of any software. It kind of astounds me that somebody in 2020 doesn't know to use the search and replace function. Plus, I would imagine if you Google it, it's a very, very quick solution. You just Google how to quickly mass replace something in said software and you'll probably very quickly find that there's a replace feature. And our final story of the day is by Almond Jerk. Sorry, I'm working as fast as I can. I used to work at one of those pharmacy stores. I was part of the pharmacy staff and not the general store. The work includes many tasks like opening the new supplies of drugs and organizing them in their place. But the most important part was helping out the pharmacists as much as possible. My job was basically a cheaper alternative for them to hire another pharmacist. Needless to say, my pay was minimum pay. I'm there to scan all the rest of their stuff, not only from the pharmacy, and take their money after the pharmacist is done giving them their drugs, asking them if they know this drug and then putting stickers on it, and so letting the pharmacist accept the next person on the other register. It's very common to have impatient people coming to our store, and I live in a country with very impatient and rude people in general. One of the things that got on my nerves the most was when people asked me if I could hurry up taking their money and bagging their stuff. Just the nerve and stupidity of that request. I'm always working as fast as I can to shorten the workload with only one pharmacist. Come on, the last thing I want is to have those obnoxious people near me more than necessary. However, something in that request always flipped a switch in me that just shut me down. I would take a deep breath, go a few steps back, grab my stool and bring it back to the front, sit my butt comfortably on the uncomfortable stool, and proceed to do my job while practicing mindfulness, passing their items one by one, meticulously checking that the price is correct on each one, bagging the items very carefully, and finally taking their money, and if they paid in cash, making sure I'm giving them the exact amount of change. It was my way of coping with that type of person without completely losing it. Now, it is malicious, but not compliant, I know. But this one time, I had this horrible lady come in. She told me to hurry up just as I was finishing taking her money, but then I realized that I didn't see she had another item. It was this small eyeliner that looked like a pen that I missed. To begin with, I hate it when they bring their other crap to pay at the pharmacy register because that's just rude for the other people waiting to get their drugs. But whatever, I told her I forgot to add this eyeliner, apologized and asked her if she wants it anyways because she said she's in a hurry and our computers were very slow accepting credit cards. Here there is a language barrier so I'll translate it literally. What I said was something like, do you want to let this go? And she replied with something equivalent to, we can let you go. 
which in my language sounds much more malignant as if she said I'm worthless. At that moment, I made prolonged eye contact with her without saying anything for a few seconds because I was a bit shocked with a nerve on this woman. I could see she regretted saying it, but we both knew what was going to happen. I got my stool, put my stupid smile on, and nodded. No problem. I complied. The thing is, sometimes the scanner doesn't work properly, especially with those makeup products which have a super small barcode. Well, what could I do but manually insert the barcode number? And it's not my fault that they sometimes put the price tag right on the number so I have to scratch it off. And sorry, sometimes I type the wrong number. And sometimes the card reader doesn't read the card so I have to pass it a few times until it does. And sometimes the communication with the credit company fails or I accidentally press the back button and I have to start all over again. Not my fault these things happen, but also these things happen a lot less when the person in front of me is polite and doesn't need a lesson in manners. No matter how much of a hurry you're in, if you have one extra item with you or you're waiting for them to bag or calculate whatever, saying, could you please be quick with this, I don't think is going to speed them up unless they're literally showing signs of them being slow, like trying to make small talk or gesturing a bunch of stuff, then you can suggest it. But you also want to try and be polite with it. The people working at places like this have to deal with people all day, and if it's anything like me, that's not a great thing to have to deal with, so just try and be a little polite to them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today, so if you enjoyed the stories today, please consider giving the video a like, and if you haven't, subscribe and turn notifications on so you'll never miss an upcoming video. And if you had a favorite story of the day, let me know which one and why in the comments down below. But no matter what you did, whether it was liking, commenting, subscribing, whatever you did, thank you all so very much for supporting me right here on the Storytime channel. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and as always, I'll be back tomorrow with more Reddit stories right here on the Storytime channel.